Well, hi, everyone. Welcome to the Modern Cotton Story, sponsored by E3 Sustainable Cotton. I'm Ray Daniels, Seed Sustainability Manager uh, and Manager of the E3 Sustainable Cotton Program here at BASF and host of today's program. I'm also joined today by Gertie Textile Organization partner, Bob Anishak. Bob, how are you doing today? Ray, I'm doing great. I hope you are as well. I'm good, Bob. I'm good. Thanks for thanks for that. I, but I got to tell you, you know, it, uh, I got to tell you, my heart, my thoughts are with those people in Florida and the Carolinas this week for being impacted by Hurricane Ian, um, you know, including sure. our customers, their communities, and even our BASF colleagues. It's, you know, it's still early uh, and all the damage is going to still take a while to be assessed, but I just, I hope they know we're, we're with them and we're here to help as the waters recede. Yeah, that's really well put, right? That's, let's hope. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. But anyways, on a different note though, and perhaps a bit of sunshine here, I'm, Really happy to introduce today's guest, Pat Stewart of the General Standard and Keep It Here, the Los Angeles-based clothing manufacturer. So hi, Pat. How are you doing today? Good, Ray. Nice to meet you. Bob, good to hear from you. It's uh, been a while, but always good to hear from you. Thanks a lot, Guy. Yeah, thanks, Pat, for joining us. Well, Pat, I have to tell you, um, I, I do have a General Standard t-shirt in my closet, and I, I didn't even know that up until today. It might be one of my favorites. And uh, so I got to share that you guys definitely produce a, a very excellent product. And on top of this, I absolutely love your story and your mission of producing sustainable apparel right here in the U.S. So thanks for joining us. And I'd love, you know, for our guests, hope to learn more from you today. Definitely. So, Pat, you know, let's that, you know, taking time today to speak with us, let's let's, let's shift gears. And then maybe can you talk to us a little bit about the health of the American textile and apparel industries? Uh, are, you know, as you're a leading manufacturer of domestic apparel, what's your take on how the industry is coping with all the change we see in the economy these days? So that's a that's a definitely an interesting question. Um, you know, being on the manufacturing side and brand side ourselves, we see, you know, we see that there's a need for manufacturing and there's a need for more manufacturing, but then at the same time being on the manufacturing side of it, I see shops, uh, you know, because interest rates and other things are high, cotton's high, gas prices are high. I see more and more shops shutting down and it's kind of sad to see. And, you know, but, but then again, for us, it's really on a positive note, like, um, you know, we have some very, very strong retail partners and brands that we work with, um, that we worked with pre-pandemic, during the pandemic, and now after, that we've able, been able to grow with them uh, and push for more and more American-made product in their lines, whether it started out as one or two t-shirts for a company and grew it to, you know, 15, 20 different styles for them. It's just, it's good to see brands and partners along the way that want to grow the American-made story. And that's kind of what uh, what Keep It Here is all about. Pat, we've known each other for, like you were saying, a number of years. It's been an absolute delight. And you're always great to work with. And I have to thank you for that. Thanks. I uh, appreciate it. Uh, for those who aren't familiar, um, you know, I know General Standard, I know Keep It Here, and you have a corporate structure under Omniverse Group, as I recall, right? That's and correct. So how are you set up? I mean, what kind of products are you making? Um, 
you know, obviously it's all made here, but what are the range of products and what are the differences between the uh, two brands? So, so the, the Omniverse group is, is a fund um, that in, invest and believes in sustainability. So um, kind of look at it as like a, a Lian Fung of Los Angeles. Um, you know, we invest in manufacturing, we invest in our, our own brands and partner brands uh, in order to uh, in order to build them up and build ourselves up. So we're so we can become a leading manufacturer in Los Angeles. Um, but the, the fund is driven off of sustainability. And, you know, from what I had started in making clothing in Los Angeles and started keep it here 12 years ago. Um, the fund has just allowed us to grow it to uh, bigger, bigger, more volume, uh, more styles, more, more, just a variety of different things that I couldn't have done before without that. So yeah, that was that was your company, wasn't it? Keep it here. Yeah, keep it here. I started twelve years ago. Yeah, and then I okay. sold it to the fund, and um, and then we've just grown it since then. It's a great success story. Yeah, it's it's been a it's been a wild ride, you know. Yeah. But, <laughs> but doing it on my own, I couldn't do it. You know, it's just uh, it's a it's a tough market, and and now with the inflation, if I was back twelve years ago where it is today, I definitely would have uh, you know kind of wiped my hands clear and and walked away. Gotcha. But the fund has allowed me to actually build it bigger and better and stronger than ever, and you know I. I I still, I, I believe to this day that we're one of the bigger manufacturers in Los Angeles. There's others out there. Um, but our goal is to keep everything that we do from made in USA to out the door made in USA, you know, from start to finish. What's the difference between keep it here and general standard? I mean, it's more uh, brand keep it here is the manufacturing side. Mm-hmm. And general standard is our brand. So that's gotcha, our, gotcha, that, gotcha. that would be our in-house brand of T-shirts uh, that's sold to our retail partners. Uh, so you can see general standard in anything from uh, blank T-shirts in multiple colors to Americana programs to workwear to polos um, and some other stuff. Uh, hopefully we'll be launching socks and some beanies and some other stuff here pretty soon. Do you do denim through general standard? Too, or is that keep it so, here? So that's interesting. A lot of people know me through denim, and you, you met me through denim. Yes. Uh, but denim has really kind of, for us, I don't want to say taken a backseat, but it has just because post pandemic, everybody was wearing yoga wear and t shirts and sweatshirts. Right. Nobody, the, the denim hasn't come back strong enough to support us internally to be able to say, hey, we're going to crank that uh, portion of the business back up the numbers are just so low that I, I, I can't do it and hold those people um, on payroll during that, uh, during times when it's up and down, you know, you'll get a cut and then all of a sudden three weeks later, you, you're out of work and you don't have anything there uh, for the next two or three months. So I've we, we put denim on hold. It's still there because my, I guess my blood is blue. That's my passion. Right. Uh, hopefully one day it comes back strong, but, uh, you know, our, our focus right now is in t-shirts and sweatshirts and, you know, th- those kinds of materials right now. Cool. 
Well, I can appreciate it. Thanks for sharing that, Pat. I mean, I can, I can certainly attest, like I said earlier, to the T-shirt. Um, you know, as you talked about earlier, uh, you mentioned the Omniverse Group and General Standard and Keep It Here. And if you look at, you know, for those of our listeners who may not be uh, familiar with that completely, you know, if you look at your website, you talk a lot about sustainable apparel, obviously all made here in the USA. Could you maybe dig a little bit more into uh, what you mean by that from a sustainability perspective and, and how you how you guys approach that? So we, we approach it in a couple different ways. Uh, one of them is your product, the E3, um, where we can, you know, uh, trace everything back to the farm and the farmer that's grown it. But my goal overall as a company and for our retail partner, our biggest retail partner was they wanted to see what was in our supply chain and, you know, us opening up the doors to show them like, hey, you know, we, we bought USA cotton, cotton that was grown here. We spun it here. We dyed it here. We knitted it here. We did the whole thing within the U.S., uh, reducing our carbon footprint instead of, you know, buying some Korean yarn that was made, you know, that was grown in the USA, you know, the goal and what we've done with our partners is to make it 100% USA and then show them that and, you know, support Americans and American jobs and, you know, to a certain point, boost the economy here in America for our people. Wow. That's incredible. I mean, that's a, that's an, that's a great mission and one that certainly we, we can all get behind. I want to ask you to shift gears on the sustainability question, you know, uh, questionnaire and say, you know, how has that movement, in your opinion, been affected by the pandemic? And I mean, I mean, consumer attitudes changed significantly during the pandemic, right? From paying attention to how th where things are made, how sustainable they are. And now with rising inflation, do you think some of those trends will continue or will they change? I think they I think I think they've already changed, to be honest. Um you see brands and whatnot running right back to where they were producing that were produced, you know, that came to us during the pandemic and produced, you know, that, you know, when we raise a price by 25 cents, we don't want to, we have to, you know, because of interest rates and other stuff that goes up and labor rates and all that, we have to raise it but you saw these brands that came back to the USA then then ran back to China or Bangladesh or wherever they were making it prior to that. They just ran back. Those, t those brands to me just don't care. You know, brands that care want to see it made in USA. So luckily, you know, there, there are hundreds of American made flags in USA and this and that. And, and take politics aside, Republican, Democrat, or whatnot, you'll see USA on a shirt that's made in China. What, what, what good does that do any of us, you know? And luckily our partners are saying, no, we want and show us USA, USA, USA. And luckily we've been able to do that and prove that to them. And it is possible here. People just don't want to do it. They want to run and save that 50 cents over, you know, in China and then then spend all the time shipping it here and guarantee you there's times where those products cost more than what it would have cost them to make it in USA. You know, with shipping delays and everything else accounted into it. So it's definitely uh, it's definitely challenging, but the, the key to me is finding the partners that really want it and really commit to doing it. And they are out there. 
you know, we just have to, uh, you know, obviously I'd like to anybody who makes an American made t-shirt or, you know, puts an American flag on a t-shirt, I'd love to talk to them and get them to put it on an American made t-shirt. So that's my goal. You know, Pat, convincing these people to do it. Pat, do you see made in USA? Because ultimately this is the market, but if it's made in this market, you don't have to ship through four or five different countries overseas and rack up this huge carbon footprint. So do you Correct. see it? That, that, okay. That's the biggest thing is cutting that carbon footprint, you know, growing cotton here and shipping it to China or Korea or some Taiwan, wherever else it could get spun and, you know, and then ship right back here. Just in my mind makes no sense. It just, it just, it kind, it's kind of mind-boggling that people actually waste their time doing it. Yeah, because it's complicated, you, too. Yeah. Buying it from yeah. Here. Yeah. Really yeah, I was going to say, I, I wanna, when you look at your, um, looking through the Omniverse group, that, you, that website you have, and uh, as I was saying earlier, you know, you look at your supply chain versus traditional one, it makes complete sense the number of steps that you're reducing in the process. And again, keeping it here, keeping it close reduces that overall uh, carbon footprint, but just generally keeps it uh keeps the you know the jobs and everything here in the in the u.s and that, that has a, an incredible ripple effect correct yeah i mean just knowing you know knowing how many employees we have internally but how many partners we have along the way from label makers to yarn spinners to dyers to you know uh, you you name it screen printers whatnot you know, there's thousands of people that end up touching these garments uh, along its journey. So it's and it's for me, it's a peace of mind knowing that it's all made here. And and it makes it easy for me to track and handle and make sure it's on time. And that's why our, our retail partners support us, because we we commit to something and we deliver it on time and they're happy. You know, they get what they ordered. So that, that that's what puts a smile on my face, knowing that, you know, we're able to cut that carbon footprint. And all we and and we're always looking for other ways and you know to make it more and more sustainable. So I guess it's a it's a never-ending search. And you don't get stuck uh, with your product hung out there by Long Beach, huh? <laughs> yeah, that, that is correct. I don't have to get binoculars to see where it's at. <laughs> yeah, it's a boat yeah, forty-five over there. <laughs> I don't know how often you guys make it out here, but there was a time there were. I think there was you could probably count like 80, 90 vessels just sitting out at sea. Gosh. Wow. <laughs> and it, you know, when it's backed up two or three months, you could just see those uh, ships just stacking up out there. So do you yeah, see the inventory, uh, I, the inventory problem in the industry uh, is really, I, I think there's really, a, I think there's a huge inventory problem in the industry. And because of that, right. Yeah. It's like, it's like, it's all coming in now. All coming in now. It's all coming in now or it's yeah. all, it all came in. And, you know, the retailers didn't want it and, you know, they had to sit it in their warehouses or they didn't take it. And now those markets are just flooded with over, you know, excess inventory now. So. Yeah. Well, I can say I can I can attest that, uh, Pat, that, you know, during during those times, I never it didn't dawn on me until we got into the pandemic and how how stretched out supply chains are that. Where, how where things come from and during that time you know waiting i remember ordering a ordering a kayak and waiting on it waiting on it waiting on it and uh, it would say it was on a boat it was somewhere i think it was outside of la honestly it was still it was it hadn't come in yet and yeah. uh, finally it showed up and it really it made me realize uh you know in the end like that there there are people who make these here it doesn't have to come from that far away and 
and that you know from that it became a little bit more consumer conscious about uh, you know where my where, where my things are coming from are, yeah coming from yeah it's it's so interesting because uh you know with that statement we we live in that amazon world you know where you can click of a button and you hope to have it within you know a day or two but um you know knowing that hopefully usa brands are stocking that makes it a little bit more peaceful for uh, some consumers well, I mean, speaking of consumers, let me jump to that question there, uh, Pat. So, you know, when we think about talk about consumers, like what is what is the most important thing for consumers to look for um, when they're buying clothes? I mean, is it is it the price, the quality, sustainability or or just a combination of these factors as a whole? I think it's a combination of everything as a whole, you know, um, for us, you know, we work for some very high-end brands and my philosophy is whatever I put into those brands, I'm going to put into my, you know, 999 or 1199 t-shirt. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't change up the sewing. I don't do anything different. I want it to be quality and I want it to last, you know, the key with our product is, you know, it, it's a quality product and I, I, I stand by it to make sure it's good. And, you know, I, I personally QC some stuff myself at times just to double check and make sure everybody's uh, everybody's doing things correct. But I think it's a I think it's all three. And if you can throw in American made cotton and and that story behind it, I think it's all the better. No, it's pretty. Thank you for sharing that. That's, that's, that's incredible. I mean, again, that's hopefully we all look for uh, products the same way and we take that level of scrutiny when we're buying it. Again, it opened my eyes and I know as I speak with others, I continue to hope to open their eyes to what what goes into it as well as who makes it and, and, and where it comes from. So thank you for sharing that. Um, Pat, thanks. Thanks for being here today. Uh, thank you for joining us. This has been such an incredible discussion and uh, I've learning, you know, learned a lot already from you about the apparel industry, but um, there are probably many more questions our, our listeners may have. If they'd like to reach out to you, what would be the best way uh, for them to do so? A carrier pigeon? No. <laughs> <laughs> that, that seems to be the fast. No. Um, uh, they can reach out through our website, uh, uh, thegeneralstandard.com. Um, and I could, they'll definitely filter those emails to me as they come in. Um, and hopefully I can uh, enlighten some people on some Made in USA product. Oh, great. Well, we'll generalstandard.com. Thank you for that. We'll include that in the show notes for, for this, for today's episode. And um, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Bob, for being here today. As always, it's a, it's a pleasure and an honor to be with you on thank the you, podcast. You're, you're very kind. Thank you. Yeah, and thanks finally, for having me, guys. You're welcome. You're Definitely welcome. We, and, if you, and for our listeners, if you don't know General Standard, I encourage you to check that, check out the website, check out Omniverse Group, and learn a little bit more about what Pat uh, and his team is, are doing uh, at, at General Standard with Keep It Here as well as Omniverse Group. And really, it's educational. Hopefully, open your eyes a bit to where your clothes are made or and how potentially you know, the value of the of clothes made here in the U.S. and the supply chains, uh, like Pat was saying, is so critical. So thank you for that. I hope you enjoy that. And finally, uh, for our listeners, thank you for joining us and giving us your time. We hope you uh, you get a lot of you've gotten a lot out of the show and you get even more. 
Uh, should you have any questions about today's show, sustainability, or the E3 Cotton program, please email me at e3cotton at basf.com. And also, please visit us on Instagram and Facebook at E3 Sustainable Cotton. If you like what you see, please follow us. And lastly, about this podcast, if you like this podcast, please tell a friend and make sure you're following us as well. So thank you again, everybody, for joining today. Thank you, Pat. Thank you, Bob. We'll see you next time.